What's going on and welcome into your favorite podcast in the world. It's the That Being Said podcast, the Seattle Super Pod edition, episode nine. Today we're going to be talking Seahawks. We're going to be talking Washington Huskies. We're going to be talking the Wazoo Washington State Cougars. And we're going to be talking King Felix and the podcast that we have coming up on Friday, which is Long Live the King podcast after we go to the game on Thursday. I am your co-host, Sammy Georgeur. And I'm George Georgeur, and we're coming at you recorded and direct from the Sant Hub. And for those who don't know what Sant is, that is Sports on Tap. Um, you can find all of our social media at S-O-N-T, that's Sant Seattle, S-O-N-T Seattle, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, our podcasts are going to be coming out more frequently. You're going to be finding a... If you like all sports, we have our NFL podcast there and all our, you know, every sport podcast as well. You'll find that at pod that. So just support. You got to support Sant. This is um, SONTsports.com. That's where you can find all of our stuff on the site. And we'll have a Seattle tab there as well. And you can find our Long Live the King shirt that's coming out today um, at Sant Shop, SONTshop.com. Perfect. Um George, you got anything specific or you just want to long live the king? Long live the king. Go Hawks. Go Hawks and um, enjoy the pod. Yeah. Enjoy the pod. Coming up after a quick uh, quick little music and a quick ad. Uh, enjoy episode nine of the Seattle Super Pod. This is Sports on Tap and this is Sports Radio. You define. Enjoy. All right, let's get this thing going, George. Let's um, get this party started. We're starting with the Seahawks, then we're going to do some college football, and then quickly we're going to talk about some Felix Hernandez last start as a Mariner, most likely, and about us going to the game. Allegedly. Allegedly, but here we go with the Seattle Seahawks, who had a prime chance of starting 3-0, and lose to the Saints, the Teddy Bridgewater Saints at home, 33 <laughs> I mean, 27. I, I, I'm almost just going to call them the Drew Breesless Saints instead of the Teddy Bridgewater Saints. Cause he really, did nothing. Because he really didn't do anything. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this multiple times on our um, regular podcast. It spans all sports. If you don't follow that, just, you know, that same place, that being said, pod. And it's was three plays really decided that game, and none of them actually involved Teddy Bridgewater. The missed field goal where we lined up uh, in front of the center, which led to a touchdown the punt return that led to a touchdown and the fumble recovery that led to a touchdown so that's why we lost the game and um teddy bridgewater that's why I, i'm still like i'm i'm out on the saints but i what do you what do you think it says about the seahawks team i guess is more important since you know this is a seahawks podcast yeah well first i'm not out on the saints i think that proved a lot about the saints actually being able to survive without drew Brees, especially in their division that's a lot of backup quarterbacks um so Saints are going to be fine. Now, J- now with Jameis Witt. No, I think this shows that the Saints are actually a pretty good football team, first and foremost, um, with or without Drew Brees. Very well coached. Oh, and yeah. unfortunately, to bring it around to the Seahawks, it feels as if we almost got outcoached. Yeah. I mean, we in, did. I mean, you know, the like running it. joke in all of media today is that Pico had a concussion when he got in the head. It, it could have. Probably didn't from a football. No, yeah, prob- probably didn't, but could have. I mean, there is a, a scientific possibility. Yeah, a very small one. I, I, like, I could have... He didn't have a concussion, but he obviously had a pretty badly coached game. I mean, oh, yeah. if you look at a lot of the play calls on different third and longs, different fourth and shorts... Um, I mean, we could also point that to Brian Schottenhammer as well on the offensive coordinating side. But sometimes I really get, it's really hard to see a situation where we have a guy like Russell Wilson who, once again, kind of put up historic numbers. Right. I mean, over 400 yards passing, multiple touchdowns passing, over 50 yards rushing, multiple touchdowns rushing. It was the first time since like 1970 or 60-something yep. that a quarterback does that. Yet, as always, it seems like we're playing from behind. Yeah, it's weird that we do this all the time. It's like our team is literally always a team that 
has to come back late in the game or keeps a, if we're winning keeps the other team close and in the game. I mean, yeah, we're three and two and one now, but wouldn't you say both our wins were sloppy too? What I say, I mean, it's night. It's clear day that they were sloppy. Two point victory against the Steelers, where you don't have Ben Roethlisberger out there yeah. for eighty percent of the game. One of the biggest issues in that game came from a Chris Carson fumble when we were trying to run the clock out, which then obviously the Bengals game was sloppy. I don't even think we need to go <laughs> yeah, back that far. Even, we know. We, we don't, we don't, we, it's not even um, a discussion. It was sloppy. Yeah, and then this game again, you know, one of the bigger plays, one of the three that you mentioned is the Chris Carson fumble, which mm-hmm. obviously, you know, Pete Carroll came out today and was talking about how we have full confidence in, you know, fixing this fumbling problem. But when you lose two games and – each of each running back, or you don't lose one game. Sorry, almost lose two games. But each of the games, one of the biggest issues was a Chris Carson fumble. It's a slight, not even a slight. It's a concern. It's a concern with Rashad Penny, who was out last game. So really, are we going to rely on Procise? Probably not. So Chris Carson needs to hold on to the ball. You can't go into these games, which I feel like we were all expecting this. The Seahawks right. game where people can, oh, we're going to win, so the Seahawks are going to start off slow, be conservative and fall behind and that exactly happened once again i'm just waiting for the day that we go to a game like this where we're supposed to be playing an inferior opponent and just run the offense the way we run it in the fourth quarter i know that's not how pace is supposed to work in football but when you're playing a bad team you go play against the dolphins tomorrow you don't play the game conservatively try to just stomp on their throats early if we play the dolphins we're definitely winning a game like 1910 19 to 10 yeah maybe the dolphins are good (laughs) you know it's just you know i know what you're saying um I mean, I think in the grand, I guess my only, the biggest issue for me with this game is our schedule, really. I mean, we still have, uh, not schedule, sorry, our division. I mean, we have the Rams are undefeated, which the 49ers. Which is part of our schedule. Which is part of our schedule. We haven't played the Niners or 49ers yet, but. The you, Niners or 49ers, neither the one. The Niners or the Rams yet. They kind of same, same colors almost. <laughs> they, they, they Red have, and gold. They both have gold. Barely. The Rams have changed to white and blue. Since right. leaving but anyway, the point was more. The, Ram, the Niners and 49ers. The, 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 the Niners and Rams. The problem, though, is like you have to actually like you have to win the games you're supposed to win. When if a backup quarterback comes on the road to play in, in CenturyLink, a place where we, you know, we usually take care of business. We're one of the best uh, home field uh advantages in all of football you expect to go in there and win that game and not act like total dipshits and lose and that's the way we acted like i feel like the team kind of went into that game and played like they knew they played like a backup quarterback was there and yeah you know i, I i'm but you know what you can't put you can't put the onus on the defense you can't put the you you put the onus on the special teams and the coaching staff Right? I mean, the defense, how many points did the defense actually give up? Carson fumble is seven, and then the punt return was seven. And then if you want to, I mean, I know it counts against the defense, but they held them to zero points, and the special teams guy lined up right in front of the center, and they got a new set of downs. So 21 out of the 33 points were avoidable. And even if you don't count the special teams lineup, which I do, but I'm just saying, even if you don't, 14 points. That wins you the game still. Right. So, I mean, just that right there. One play would have won you the game. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the way Russell was playing in the fourth quarter. And obviously, you know, some people might say they wouldn't have had those late-minute touchdowns. And, and maybe, but the game could have been closer and easier, you know. Sure, you might not have, but, but I, who knows. I mean, if you don't have those 14 points, it's a different game. 100%. And if you don't have those 21 points. It's a different game, and the guy did miss the field goal on that illegal right. lineup. And I'm telling you, but that's that, why you try to hold guys to field goals because yeah. I mean, field goal kickers aren't automatic. And that li- and the way he lined up didn't affect the field goal. I mean, you know how like no. some plays like roughing the ki- or like jumping right. over the line would affect it. That was legitimate, just a missed it field was goal, le- legitimately a mental mistake. And that's we it. lost it off a guy lining up a couple inches off. And that I hope maybe and people are going to say, oh, that's a stupid rule. Sure, but it's it is the rule, a stupid rule. Everyone knows it doesn't matter. Uh, and my thing is the coaching staff. A lot of times I blame little mistakes like that on the coaching staff, but this one is not even the coaching staff. No. It's that, that player. I mean, you can be the best coach in the world. If the guy lines up an inch off, like, I don't know how you do this every single day of your life as your job and you go line up an inch and a half the wrong way on the line. It's probably one of the most easy things to do in the world is right. not line up over the center because you know I can't do that. So that's pretty frustrating, but I think, like you said, special teams was a huge problem. And, of course, the coaching. 
you can't blame the offense outside okay. of Carson fumbling, but the total offense in general, it's not the problem. Okay, but that, that's what I was thinking about the whole time while you were talking. There was that point you said, and the coaching. But I mean, okay, like I do see, I know where you're going to go with this, and I do kind of see your points. Like you know, the play calling was suspect. What, whatever. But really, if it wasn't for those three plays, would we have left this game saying anything about the coaching staff? Like the coaching staff can't tackle on on the punt the coaching staff can't make Carson not fumble and the coaching staff I'm sure tells these guys all the time don't line off line up yeah. in front of the center so was it do, does the coaching staff's mistakes get highlighted because we lost the game or did they really coach that bad well I think there definitely has been regardless of wins or losses mm-hmm. some complaints about Brian Schottenheimer's offense right um, particularly on I think a lot of people know about short downage, third and some things for the Seahawks. And Sammy's, fourth fa- down. Sammy's favorite play. The run up the Expect, middle. Every yeah, I know. Time. I know you love that Madden too. Third and three. Let's run right up the middle. Well, my my HB that's not my problem. My problem is there's got that. There was a tweet that was hilarious. Remember, I was showing it to you. There has to be on fourth down a play that's in between mm. a run up the middle and a hail mary. Yeah, a, a go route. Maybe he doesn't have one in his playbook, bro. No, Can't we do because we have Russell Wilson scoring touchdowns on rollouts. You have one of the best quarterbacks, if not, in my opinion, the most. When you come from, when you add skills plus trustability, mm-hmm. maybe the best quarterback in the NFL yeah. in Russell Wilson to make plays. Um, and we don't put the ball in his hand in the like really important moments. And then fourth quarter comes and we're like, dude, get us back in this any way you can. Yeah. Why don't we play a little bit of a a game where some of his crazy playmaking skills gets distributed throughout the four quarters, and maybe we're not always playing from behind. Yeah, well, and then... But you're right. We wouldn't label the coaching if these mistakes didn't happen. Yeah, and then at the end of the day, maybe a lot of times, I mean... If you go look at Russell's like stats when we're behind and stuff, I mean, I think Russell Wilson's fantastic, but he does put up a lot of garbage stats. He does. Strongly disagree, because a lot of those are inact games that we end up winning. I mean, you could say that we beat the Steelers still. You could say that we beat the Bengals right, right, still. I'm just talking about in his career, not this season. I mean, th- this year, um, I, I think I, 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 right, since 2012, Seahawks have the least, less than the less than the Patriots, the least double-digit losses in the entire NFL. Okay. It's a real That's fact. That's fair. That- uh, actually, it's a really good fact that I, I posted on San Seattle, so those are big fans of Seattle sports, of course. Go well, follow us on San Seattle. This, this, year, this uh, last game, there, there were a lot of garbage stats at the end of the game. So this week, but anyway. okay, if it wasn't for one fumble or one special teams play, they're not technically they're not garbage. It's a six point game. I mean, I mean, a we were two or three minute difference. Scored at the buzzer to make it a six point game. It was twenty to thirty three. Actually, it was I 13. think we have, were we, we have, down thirteen to thirty three at some point, or no? Or, or am I remembering something wrong? Down what? Weren't we down thirty three thirteen at some point? Mm. We had 20 points in the fourth No, that's not possible, I think But I think it was close to that It was close to that Least and- number of double-digit losses since 2012 The Seahawks have had three The Patriots have had eight The Steelers 14, Ravens 15, Kansas City 18 So, so we're always close Yeah, We're I- always close games So it's really hard to be a high garbage time stats Where you, you've had winning records for seven years and you've only had three double-digit losses. So I don't find it to be a lot of garbage stats. I find it to be the way the offense is run. I mean, we've seen we've seen a lot of times in the first half where Seahawks let Russell Wilson play a little bit, makes the big plays with his feet, with his arm, and then we've seen the games where they refuse to do nothing but run the ball up the middle every single time. And I get it. I love a balance. But the problem is I feel like we either go completely one way or completely the other way. Yeah, and I, and I, I don't know. I just don't feel like that. I know so many Seahawks fans feel that way. But, I, I mean, I, I guess just something you said there. Oh, we have the least amount of single-digit losses. A lot of that could be because of how we run our offense. I mean, that's just our identity. But, I, I mean, I do see where people can complain about it. Of course, sometimes I disagree with play calls. But it's just in general, I I guess I don't have anything wrong in the bigger picture of things. That That's all. You could be the best coach in the history of coaching. You're still going to have games where you don't of perform course, very of well. Of course, I mean, you look at... Um, there's, there's just there's people that are great at their job that have bad days and maybe could have been a little better. I don't think the Seahawks have a major coaching issue. I'm not the fire Brian Schottenham type. You know me. Right. There's people on Twitter that fire Brian Schottenham. And before but, that was fire Daryl Bevel. We've been wanting to fire offensive coordinator every yeah. year. 
uh, I, I'm not one of those people. I know you're I'm not. more of people that just. I just feel like sometimes what works, we, we could do. It could be a little better, and I guess that's maybe just a, a lot of you know. If I was a coach in the NFL, I'd probably have a little bit of perfectionist in me. Everybody does, right? Where you right. could always find ways of being a little better. And when it's a team you root for, you're going to find ways that you could be a little better. 100%. Now, I'm not a fire Daryl Bevel guy. I'm not a fire Pete Carroll. I'm not, fi- not one of those dudes. I'm one of those people that just say, maybe let Russ be a little more Russ. Because I've seen guys like Patrick Mahomes have a little bit more open playbook. And... I'm not saying Russ can put up those those numbers because those are ridiculous. What Patrick yeah, well, Mahomes I don't does? Think anyone is like, yeah. I mean, Tom Brady can't. Other than him, other than Patrick Mahomes, I don't think anyone's other put up yeah. those numbers. Other than because Brady did one year and Manning did once. Yeah, but we're talking about like uh, in a different way. Yeah, no. like this guy's insane. But I don't think that's what's going to happen. But I think we could open up the playbook for him a little more. Um, fair, very fair. I got. I mean, I do want to talk about. Uh, the run game. I mean, last year we led the league in rush, rushing. Carson doesn't look too great right now. Yeah. <laughs> the fumbling's an issue, but even outside of the fumbling, not many explosive plays. Yeah. I mean, I guess we've had one really explosive play this whole season. That was Penny last week against Pittsburgh, the long touchdown wrong, but in ge- wrong run. And he's hurt again. But now he's hurt again. And yeah, no, in general, I mean, this offensive line that I would, you know, mean you were both kind of before this season telling people to hold off on, no, we're back, offensive line, Fluker. Fluker hasn't been playing good. Uh, it's just this, this line is not really that good. Yeah, I mean, if you look at rushing yards per game, we're smacked out of the middle right, right now through three games. Like, you could see on I don't know what number that is, but we're below you know one two three four five six seven eight, at least fifteen teams. We're smacked out in the middle on the year when it comes to rushing um, for a team that was supposed, and that's with Russell Wilson who's been putting up forty fifty yards a game. If you take that away with just running back stats, it we're probably a little lower even, maybe in the twenties, yep. and that's that's a little concerning for a team that led the league in rushing last year, and like you said, everyone had high expectations, and then. You go to defense, our defense is doing what it needs to do. 67.7 points per game, uh, or yards per game. Oh, that's what, I mean, yeah, I hope course. they're not giving up 67 points a game. Fourth in the NFL behind. I don't behind. think anyone's ever done that in the NFL. Yeah, no. <laughs> Maybe the Dolphins. Uh, fourth behind Patriots, Eagles, Baltimore, and, uh, and then the Seahawks. And yep. so defense is doing what it needs to do. Offense, if the run game is just slightly more there, it's doing what it needs to do. And like you said, that just goes to show that that special teams is killing us. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I, I mean, look, they all say they all talk about it, and it sounds like football talk, but the three phases, right? But it's important. There's a reason that people say three phases. You know, uh, Tampa, Tampa, for example, in the NFC, that they they would be two and one if it wasn't for their special teams. We might be two and one right now, three and zero right now if it wasn't for our special teams. And I really believe that. Because, I mean, I, I'm surprised not too many people are talking about that play where we line up wrong. I mean, lining up wrong is as simple as this is a mental bonehead mistake. Seahawks just started getting um, some momentum at that point, too. Would have got the ball back, missed field goal. Yep. If you came down and scored, I think it would have made a seven-point game. I think, yeah, because it, da- it was a seven-point game, I think, at that point. Or it was a 14, but we just scored. It was one of the two. But it would have... It would have flipped the narrative instead of having them add on another touchdown at the end of that drive. Yeah, other touchdown, and it essentially put it out of reach. It's uh, it's quite frustrating. I mean, because like I said, it's the special team in the run game. Defense is doing great. Russell right. Wilson's obviously been playing phenomenal. I like our receiving staff, actually. Lockett looks good. Uh, DK um, Metcalf. DK Metcalf is really good. It yeah. seems like this guy is... Not just like a funny buff guy. Yeah, it's not. I mean, people were ridiculing him when we drafted him, and it looks like he's actually was the right draft pick. I mean, the guy's fast, fast, strong, strong big target. Reminds me of Des Bryant in a way. Actually, it kind of does. Like, doesn't look that fast, doesn't look right. that mobile, but actually gets open. He, he gets up and gets the ball. Yeah, and then and Lockett, of course, is actually week two and three looking like the number one receiver. Yeah, and I love. Everything about this team right now, except for that run game, which includes offensive line and special teams. And I mean, you know, obviously there's a lot of great aspects of the team right now, but when you have 
special like you like the special teams actually is a huge deal, and so is an offensive line. Yeah, the special it's a big I, concern. Like they always say, you want to build your team, quarterback, coach, offensive line. We have two of those three, and then of course the special teams is just another layer you want to add on there. And if you don't have get the special teams right, you're not going to be able to win games. And that's really where my concern is. Like. I guess, well, at the end of the day, those are fluky plays, right? If you want to go look at our special teams, we gave up a punt return for a touchdown. I mean, how many punt returns for touchdowns are we going to give up all season? Probably not many. One or two minutes. How many times are we going to – I bet you we don't line up in a legal formation the rest of the season because of, after that, we're. I think we know now. Yeah. Don't line up in a uh, wrong formation. So maybe – this is just like, you know, an isolated incident where the Seahawks were mentally checked out because they thought a backup quarterback was coming into town and they thought that it was just a gimme win and they were looking ahead on their schedule. We're like, oh, yeah, we're going to be 3 0. Then we go to Arizona, we should be 4 0. And then we play the Rams after that. I mean, it could be just something as simple as that where we looked ahead. And that's the one thing you can't do. I'm going to sound like one of those guys. That's the one thing you can't do in the National Football League. But it's true. You can't look ahead. These are all professionals. I mean, if you don't show up against the Miami Dolphins, you well, maybe not the Dolphins. I'm kidding. You know, the Dolphins might lose by no, 10. You, you might lose the Dolphins. I'm kidding. But, like, yeah, even the Dolphins, like, will beat you. You have to show up. You can't just say, oh, a backup quarterback's in town. They don't have Drew Brees, so we're going to coast through this game and win. And, obviously, that's what... I feel like the team had the mentality of now. Is that for sure? No. Saints but. could also turn out to be. I mean, they're first in the division right now because of that missed field goal by Tampa. Yeah. Um, it's the, maybe the, the Saints win the division and they're maybe actually the Saints not just are like really should like special teams a lot now. Why? Because that play? because that play. The, first of all, the special teams for the Seahawks cost us a game. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah. special teams has the Saints sitting at first in the division. Maybe they're actually good. Um, that too. Drew Brees is a good quarterback, I know. But Teddy Bridgewater was a starter for a playoff team in Minnesota. Right. They have Alvin Kamara, who's one of the top five running backs in the NFL. They have Sean Payton. The defense is better than it has been in the past. 100%. Maybe they're not that bad of a team. And it's time to, um, and like you said, it's an NFL team. It's time for, you know, you, if you're the Seahawks, you don't just assume you're going to win a game, regardless if it's against a backup or not, whether it's the Dolphins, the Saints, the Cardinals next week, whoever it is, you don't assume you're just going to win. Yeah, and well, may, and maybe later on in the season here, this will help us. I mean, a lot of times NFL teams lose to teams they're not supposed to. I mean, look at them. The uh, Patriots lost to the Dolphins last year on the, remember the hook and ladder for the first time that happened in a long time. But maybe just in general, every team kind of needs a wake-up call like this. Like, in the grand scheme of things, do I think this game matters, like, bigly for how we're going to play for the rest of the season? No. But am I concerned because our division is so good? Yeah. Yeah. I am. Because when you have two other undefeated teams in the division, and then you go look at the end. I mean, I know it's, people are going to be like, oh, it's so early in the season for you for us to talk about playoffs. Well, not really. Because after next week, we're already 25% through the season. Yeah. So, like, yeah. And then you have the NFC North. You have the Bears are 2-1. The the Vikings are 2-1. The Packers are undefeated. And the Lions are undefeated. So, there are not that many playoff spots in the NFC. So, if you blow one or two games. And now, obviously, New Orleans is 2-1. They have the tiebreaker over you. You can't lose these games because they might come back and haunt you later in the season. Yeah. I mean, that's where I was going next is the division. I mean... When you're the Seahawks and you look up and look at this division and say, "Wow, now the Rams, the Rams have snuck out some wins. They're three and zero, and San Francisco 49ers have the second best plus minus in the NFC." Wow, um, I didn't, I didn't realize that they played some bad teams. Don't get me All wrong, right. but um, you look at that and you say you've got to be really disappointed with the fact that now you're sitting at third in the division when you probably should have beat the Saints. If you came to that game with the right game plan, the right expectations, the Seahawks should have won that game. It should have been a Seahawks win, and you should be sitting at 3-0 with the two other teams in your division. Now you're playing catch-up. I know it's one game, and like you said, it, it's it, you know people say it's not early or it's too early, but there's, it's still... You know, it's almost the fourth through the season. And yeah. so even if it's early or not, you're still playing catch-up. Because next week, you, most likely, both of them aren't going to lose also. And, and so... Uh, 
by next week when it's the fourth of the season, if we win but the other two teams win as well, you're still a get, you're still playing catch up fourth of the season. You really are. So I, I, I'm with you on that, man. And like, God, I didn't realize how good the San Francisco's plus minus is. I know you said they haven't played that many good teams, but neither have the Seahawks. We played the o, we beat the zero and three Bengals. We beat the zero and three Steelers, and now we are we lost we lost to the Saints without Drew Brees. Yeah, they beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They beat the Bengals, and they beat the Steelers. Yeah, same team. So same teams. Yeah, so pretty much, literally. What what are we gonna do now? We're gonna, hopefully, we beat Arizona, and we don't look past them. But it, Arizona, you, we have to win that game. It's a must win now. Yeah, this is where I was wanted to finish off. Especially yeah. is this Arizona game. I mean, what you can't lose this, but I, I'm. It's one of those games again. I'm concerned because you, you could look at it and say, "Man, they're all they're o two and one." Arizona's really trying to get a fucking win on this season, right? That's uh, that's absolutely. their goal is to get a damn win. And the Seahawks might underestimate it again, but like you said, sometimes it's oh, this is what's best for somebody. Maybe this is what's best for them. And uh, losing that game to the Saints makes them ultra focused going into next week. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe we were destined to lose one of these two because of lack of focus or lack of something, right? Like, sometimes teams are destined to lose one of these games, and God, though, it's just like, it's one of those things. I hate going on the road against a team like Arizona, who's not that good or anything, but they have a quarterback who's dynamic and runs around a lot, and I feel like those games, anything can happen. Not that I think Arizona's going to beat us, because I think, like you said, we might be extra focused. But, like, I just hate losing games and then going to play against, like, a team like Arizona. Um, I'd be extremely concerned if we lose to Arizona. Oh, me too. I I would – because then you got the Rams after that, and you're talking about, like, you know, a Rams team who might be going in that game either 3-1 or 4-0. We'll see what happens here. I mean, Seahawks got to win that game. I'm hoping it's a must win, right? The Arizona game now becomes a must win. Yeah, you don't want to fold. You can't fold. You can't uh, fall two games behind, right? In the division, and that's what would happen. So, I think it's a must win, and it doesn't get easier after that. You get the Rams, Browns, Ravens, Falcons, Bucks, Niners, Eagles, Vikings, Rams, Panthers. Yeah. So you so you got some good teams coming on the schedule. Yeah. Um, the worst team we're going to be facing in the next five, six, seven weeks is the Buccaneers, who aren't that bad either. So. All right. This is a must-win. If you don't win this game, then it's going to be a rough time at Cleveland and against the Rams and against the Ravens and at Atlanta and at San Francisco and in Philly. Look, the only t- oh, like I said before the season, the only concern I had for this team was that I was high on them. So I've been high on them for the last couple of years. I know. But- I hate when I'm high on the Seahawks. For those who don't know, I'm usually a pessimistic Seahawks fan. And this year, I'm a really optimistic Seahawk fan, and that's just weird for me. So I'm like, oh no! All I'm hoping for is no more lost fumbles, man. Yeah, don't lose any more fumbles. Three Chris. lost fumbles in three games. That's yeah. a lot. That's a lot for a running back. Some running backs go the whole season without losing a fumble. Well, I will tell you this: really ruined. Uh, Russell Wilson really was in that MVP conversation, well, now, and he still is. He still is, but like. When you're undefeated, it makes you a little higher on Yeah, but it, I mean, the teams will start losing. It's just after eight weeks, I bet you we look at it and... Who's beating the Chiefs? I think the Detroit Lions beat the Chiefs this week. Oh, God. It's a trap game. Oh, yeah. Well, let's see what happens with the Seahawks. I'm pretty excited for that game just because I want to see us come out a little differently than we did this week. All right. Um, that's all I got on the Seahawks right now. Uh, Russell needs to rest up. He's been putting up historic type of like numbers. We just need some of that offensive line help and that special team help. And I think the Seahawks team will be fine. Agreed with you there, bro. It's just a little scary. Yep. And uh, I guess on to next week. Uh, I guess quickly here. What oh, do next you, week? Did we just talk about against Arizona? Yeah, but real quick. What's your <laughs> prediction? Oh, they're going to win. Yeah, same. I thing. mean, Arizona might be the third or fourth worst team in the NFL. Yeah, I think they win too, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than people anticipate. I think we're going to have to sweat this one out. Uh, I actually think this will be one of our only like big wins of the year. If you look at our schedule, there's not many opportunities for a like a twelve to twenty, like a two touchdown, right. three touchdown win. I think this could be one of them. They they're gonna go against a rookie quarterback in Kyler Murray. The defense is gonna be tough for him, um, and that's where 
yeah, defense is going to be tough for him. I think the Seahawks going to do fine. Uh, they, they have to have a game that's not like a five, six-point game at some point. <laughs> I hope so. I hope you're right. So that's what I'm thinking. Well, perfect. All right. Uh, UW football and Wazoo against UCLA, one of the most entertaining games I've ever seen in my life. Coming up next. Beautiful. Woof, woof. That was bow down to Washington. I'm going to let this play in the background for one minute. Um, Big win against BYU, the Cougars. Different type of Cougar than the other Cougars we're going to talk about. Any Cougar we beat is good for me, man. George is anti-Cougars. I'm not an anti-Cougar guy, so you'll you'll learn to know that as you listen to this podcast. Um, We're going to be talking about the Cougars losing to UCLA after we talk about University of Washington the Huskies' big win over BYU. And uh, BYU, who's not a bad football team, who's had some good wins this year and some good games. Jacob Eason tore up that defense. Oh, and, yes, uh, he did. And the Huskies looked good. And it just brings more disappointment to that Cal loss for me. Yeah, no, no, it really brings a lot of disappointment to that Cal loss, man. I mean, BYU played Utah tough, beat USC, and then get, got their ass kicked at home against us. Meanwhile... USC, who we play next week, also beat Utah. So, but lo- and lost to BYU. They lost to BYU. So it's a whole clusterfuck of shit going on right now. But the point is here, Jacob Eason looked fantastic. And now now we need Cal to lose a couple games because we want to still win our, the North, right? But Big we want him to only lose like one. or We wouldn't need them to lose at least two games. To win the Pac-12, we have to win the north so this is where the system is so dumb stupid i know because technically if cal wins out but it was just a blunder for us we're still a great football team that should have a chance at competing for a pac-12 championship for example right like maybe they're the two best teams in the pac-12 that's why the big 12 has it right they just pick the two best teams right they they have each other in the yeah because the deal is, if Cal loses a bad loss, then it makes the UW loss less good. Right. So what do you actually root for? You root for Cal to lose two games. That's exactly what you do. You root Against for like Utah and Oregon. Oregon. <laughs> there yeah. you go, yeah. You, if they lose to Oregon and Utah, I mean, you go and beat all those teams and you're first in the Pac-12 and their only two losses are Oregon, Utah, and you have one loss to them, then you're really happy. But I mean, more importantly, the way Jacob Eason played this in the offense play... And especially, I got to say, man, Fuller is fun to watch. I'm trying to pull up Fuller's stats right here on this game. Aaron Fuller, eight catches, 91 yards for a touchdown. Uh, He's had really, really good season so far. I've been fun to watch. 21 catches, 259 yards, and four touchdowns. He's he's one of the more fun Husky wide receivers uh, along the lines of uh, John Ross. Uh, Dante Pettis, and now we have Aaron Fuller. I guess that's kind of you know the co- Coach Pete thing: get a dynamic wide receiver. For a second, when you said Coach Pete, I was thinking uh, Pete Carroll, but I, now I get it, Peterson. Ah, I never actually thought about that. We, so we have Coach two Coach Pete's. Pete's in the same city. One's the last name. One's of course, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. But uh, that really but I never actually thought of that. I was in my mind for a second. I was like, "What the hell does Dante Pettis and John Ross have to do with Coach Pete Carroll?" But now I get it. Um, I, I do. I really actually love this receiving court. Um, obviously, Jacob Eason is that cow game was uh, an anomaly, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that cow game is in the middle of the night. Probably should have been rescheduled somehow, even though it's really hard in college. I think they're. Um, I'm thinking about just rescheduling for us this week. Oh yeah, that one. <laughs> Uh, do you think as a com- I'm sorry to go back to the cow I game know, because I <laughs> all I can we, think about all we're going to do all season yeah because all I can think about is you see the way this UW team played against the BYU right now obviously if they go blow out a, and play the way they did against USC now I really want to talk about that cow game because oh my God, I know. because does does the committee look at that cow game as an anomaly or do they see that as whoop they just lost the cow they well, it depends on how Cal plays the rest of the season. As of now, they're 15th in the country. Yeah, if Cal keeps winning and has a loss at Oregon and, like you said, at Utah, for example, the whole season, 
hey, my look at it be like, yeah, UW has one loss by one point at a weird rainy middle of the night. Half their crowd at home. Half their crowd at home on a thunderstorm game. At one in the morning. At one in the morning. <laughs> they might look at it that way. Yeah. And, ja- and Jacob Season's first conference play game in his career. Yeah. Um, I mean, he shouldn't have been that affected by that, but it's okay. The conference play part, not the range. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, all of it plays into a a scenario where, like, yeah, I guess. I'm not saying I'm not the committee. I don't know if that's how they think. But I'm just saying I could foresee them saying that. Because the problem is every win or loss I look at, every win actually on our schedule, all it makes me think back to is is there a chance to make the college football playoff? Yeah, and, and I say no right now. I think too many things would have to happen. We'd need. I think it. I think two SEC teams could get in there if Alabama and Georgia. I mean, I know this is supposed to be just a Huskies podcast, basically, but let's just like go. I mean, yeah, you're going way deeper into this question than I thought. I was just going to say, like, like, thing. But here's the thing: this is where I'm worried. Georgia and Alabama don't play each other in the regular season. Let's say Georgia and Alabama, or Georgia and LSU, because they also don't play each other in the regular season. Both of those teams go undefeated for the rest of the year and play each other in the SEC championship game. And it's a close game. They're both in. They might both be in. So, where is our opportunity? The opportunity was the Cal game. Because they're not going to leave, like, let's say, they're not going to leave an undefeated Pac-12 team out of there Correct. as much as they might Yeah, see, forget to. about that, though, because that's the unrealistic thought, right? I'm talking about, in reality, we've lost to Cal. Which we have. I, did we really? So is yeah. there an opportunity <laughs> to make the playoffs? Yeah, there is, but it's a small one. You'd need a lot of teams, like SEC teams, to lose two games throughout the season. Right. Um, but so I stop harping on the Cal game. There, I do love this UW team. I mean, I, I do think Jacob Eason is a phenomenal upgrade from Jake Browning. And that's one big thing I keep seeing. His arm talent is remarkable. Oh, it's a, it's amazing. He is literally a he's one of the best quarterbacks we've had, maybe since Brock Heward. Yeah, he if he plays two years and plays the way so, he can play. So, according to this ESPN, we're not even in the top ten in chances. Obviously, oh, yeah, obviously, we're seventeen. So we have less than a seven percent chance, which Penn State has a seven percent chance. So, yeah, so we basically have like a one percent chance, right? As of now, but you're saying there's a chance. There is a chance. Um. To this BYU game, another thing about this is how good is BYU? I have no freaking idea. Because they did beat Tennessee, but Tennessee's also a the worst team in the SEC, maybe. Probably, Um, They beat USC, who I'm still very confused about. They played, maybe, well, maybe if they started their third string quarterback all season, this team would have been a lot better. I I am. Are you not confused about USC? Of course I'm confused confused. by them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I just really wish we were going into this week undefeated, talking about how big of a game this is. But now we sit in a spot where this this Pac-12 is really good again, and it's not some of the teams we expected. It wasn't the card. It wasn't Stanford. It's not Washington State right now, who's out of the rankings. But you have number nineteen in Utah. You have number twenty-one in USC. You have number thirteen in Oregon. Number fifteen in Cal. Number seventeen in Washington. You have Arizona State, who just fell out of the rankings. Um, but that's because they lost to Colorado, who might find a way to sneak into the rankings. Right. And you have Washington State, who had a horrible loss to UCLA, but they might find their way back into the rankings. And UW's schedule has gone a little harder than I assumed it to be. Yeah, same here. A little bit harder than I thought. Like we Before the season, we looked at it and said, this is an undefeated team, right? Well, yeah, just that, that Cal game is very Yeah, but still, now you look at the schedule. It's like, man, USC is a lot better than we thought. At Stanford, I'm surprised. We looked at this, Remember when we looked at the schedule and we were like the hardest games at Stanford? Yeah, now it's... Mm, Stanford's really not that good right yeah. now. They're not. It's, it's not even close to our, our hardest Our hardest game. game is probably Oregon at home or Utah at home. Which are very hard games. They're very hard. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I kind of said that like it's like nothing. Like, yeah. You know... I wouldn't wouldn't be shocked if this team went undefeated the rest of the year though, because those no. games are the tough games are at home. The Wazoo game at home, the Utah, USC. Oregon. I was going backwards, backwards uh, from the end to now. USC at home. Um, I, I mean, out of the teams that were playing on the road, what is it? Arizona, Oregon State, Colorado, and. And, but, those are the teams I'd want to play on the road. Yeah, those are the teams you want to play on the road. Even though Arizona is playing a little bit better too. They, you know, they probably well, we'll see against UCLA, but they could be three and one, four and one heading into Washington if 
So you take yeah. care of business too. But it's at, it's 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 not in Washington. It's at, I mean, uh, heading to the game against Washington. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I will say this: Easton is definitely an NFL quarterback. It's one big takeaway I had from this game. Yeah, same here. The dude has a fucking NFL. Arm. Is he? He's a first round draft pick, right? Like projected wise. Now I I don't know if that's true or not, but like he seems like one. And I hope. Only concern I have with Easton is like it kind of sucks. He might be a one and done. We might not see him next season. Yeah, I mean. Can Jacob Easton merge emerge as next out of nowhere number one pick in twenty twenty draft? Like number one pick is that like the talent we have? If he becomes the number one pick and we lost that Cal game and it's the only reason we didn't make the college football playoffs, I'm gonna have an my first aneurysm. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I've threatened having an aneurysm multiple times in my life, but I will have my first official aneurysm. CBS Sports, as of now, has him um, as the third quarterback going after. You can take a guess. After uh, Mary, uh, sorry, Mariota. After God, Justin Herbert yep. and uh, T- Tua Tagovailoa. Yep. And then twelfth is Jacob Eason to the Tennessee Titans. I guarantee he doesn't go to the Tennessee Titans. What? I mean, they just took Jake Locker and he retired from Washington. They might just be like, I'm not taking a Washington. They don't care about that. Just, that's the only team I don't think they take them. It literally has nothing to do with the organization that has a completely different coach, GM. Everything. I'm just saying. If I'm a Titans fan, I'd be like, another Washington quarterback, also named Jake. They wouldn't care. This guy's actually Jacob. I know, but you know. Not Jake. Yeah, but I think Jacob Eason loved, likes football a lot more than Jake Locker yeah. likes football. Have I told you my, weird, my my Jake Locker story? I don't know. You have a lot of stories. Oh, okay. So I was sitting at, uh, here we go. I was at Northgate Mall, right? And working at As Seen on TV store. Shout out, Dad. As Seen on TV stores. For those who don't know, you know, now if you buy it now, you get one free. Those commercials. My dad used to own a bunch of As Seen on TV stores, and I and we used to also like sell. Remember those uh, Melissa and Doug puppets we had? Yep. So Jake Locker walks into the store, which is pretty close to campus. Him and a couple friends who didn't look like they're on the football team because they're small guys like if they they didn't play football for sure and he just starts grabbing the puppets and starts like sword fighting with the other guy with the puppets and like joking around and stuff and i'm like man jake locker's a goofy dude ah, that does my whole story but i didn't ask him i didn't like it i would pretend i didn't know who he was i'm not oh. like trying to be like hey jake locker i wasn't, I wasn't expecting this story to just be yeah i've seen jake locker play with puppets yeah that's my whole thing you play he it seems like he likes playing with puppets more than he likes playing football when there someone says like have i told you my this whole thing could have been like i was once at work and saw jake jake locker playing with puppets when somebody's like let me tell you my jake locker story last thing i expected is i was working retail and <sighs> saw right, him so play with see, puppets. here's the thing you gotta learn man this, i'm trying to get i'm trying to hook hook you with the story that's that's the opposite effect i probably would ask more questions if you just were like jake locker saw him play with puppets once I'll, tr- like, I'll try ah. i'll try that next time i've been like interesting why was he playing with puppets but it's like let me tell you the story i was like oh this is about to be jake locker throwing up on himself after being hammered, they, they tell you, do uh, John Brockman when he ate goldfish? That's not a real story. No, it's not. <laughs> um, I don't got much on this game. I, we're we're gonna have a lot more to talk about finally um, next week after this USC game. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think we're gonna find out: are we like a real, real contender? Like, are we? Are we not? Like, if we blow- BYU wasn't the like standard to check. No, they weren't. The Cal game could have been, but not. But it wasn't yeah. either. Like I find, I think we're gonna find out. Like, if, let's say we blow out USC. Like all of a sudden, we're a, we're a real like this team's really good. Yeah, unless USC's not that good. This is a weird thing right off the Pac-12. Um, if you have it, I feel like there's a lot of just average team, like, like above average. Yeah, teams. like Wazoo's above average, but they could lose a game to UCLA because they're not super great. Oregon's. Not super, they lose to Auburn, but they're very high above average. And right. so is Utah. And so is USC. So is UW. So is Cal. They like, have a but, lot of teams that are like from the 10th best team in the country so to the 25th. Or 30th, let's say. We have to the 30th, Like yeah. Wazoo, Arizona State. Their teams Arizona, that are right. Arizona, if they. Colorado. Colorado, yeah. Like we have a lot of good teams that can play in the Holiday Bowl. <laughs> What's the holiday bowl? I don't know. It's like a mid-tier bowl. Yeah, that's fair. You're just picking a random Yeah, Madden, like, like, just, now, Tostitos is a Fiesta Bowl. Alamo Bowl. That, that's, yeah, Alamo, there. that's a good one, too. That's a, oh, the Las Vegas Bowl. Las Vegas Bowl. They have a nice average bowl game. 
Didn't you go to a Las Vegas? Pro I one? did go to the, uh, uh, Boise State versus UW. Boise State versus I just happened to be in Vegas. It wasn't like I was going to the Vegas Bowl. Cool. <laughs> they <laughs> it, lost. Right? It, they lost on a missed field goal. Special teams. Special teams. You know the thing with the Las Vegas Bowl. It. I didn't like. It, it just was so far out of the city. Like the stadium, oh, so like it wasn't Vegas. So it was like forty-five minutes. Is it like Harrison or something. Or yeah, it? or uh, I don't know. Wherever UNLV played their games, then it felt like a high school stadium. It was pretty small. I didn't feel like that many people cared about it. Henderson, right? Is it in Henderson? And uh, my, it was really cold. It was December. Is it Sam Boyd Stadium. Yeah, Sam Boyd. It's State. technically in Las Vegas. Okay, I mean, how many miles from like the Strip is it? And there was traffic. It was cool though. It was like my first ever bowl game. I had fun. Definitely to MGM Grand <laughs> from the MGM Grand. All right, so it's a uh, ten miles. Ten miles. So it okay. takes like 25, 30 minutes. Yeah. So I just fell off the strip and stuff. And you know, it would have been more fun if my dad didn't just sit in the tunnel all game because it was so damn cold. Was it that cold? It was really cold. It was like thirty degrees out. That's uh, shitty. And we didn't realize it was gonna be that. We didn't even know. It just happened. We were in Vegas at the same time as the bowl. So that's. That's my Vegas Bowl story. Makes me want to go to Vegas. Um, <laughs> maybe Pac-12 tournament this year. We we'll go to Vegas. You know that would be fun. I like that. basketball tournament. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. No Especially uh, for those who are listening, we have our pages now. Sant Seattle at Sant Seattle on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Whoop Starting whoop. to grow. Um, I'd love to go to more sporting events and put up content. Yeah. Uh, speaking of more sporting events, we will be going to the Mariners game. We'll talk about that here in a minute about yeah. Thursday, but uh, should we switch to the Cougars? Yeah. Any thoughts on the, last thoughts on the Huskies? No, just I think next week we're going to start talking a little more in depth about the games. Right. The problem with games like that is the more of a blowout it becomes, the less you have to talk about. 100%. It's just like, oh, great game by Eason. But like, I don't have any nitpicking plays or I don't have any. Sammy's frustrated. He's like, man, I want to nitpick something. Uh, all I could go back to is the Cal game. I know. Um, Wazoo. So for those that don't know, I'm Sammy. Um, I, did not go I'm to, I did not go to UW or Wazoo. I went to Chapman University, a small university. I, I am a UW fan because my brother, George, right there, went to UW. I'm from technically raised mostly in Bellevue, Washington. Yep. Uh, so, of course, you're going to grow up more of a, unless you go to Wazoo, you're not going to be just a random Wazoo fan like growing up in Bellevue. So, yep. I'm more of a UW fan, but I'm not necessarily, um, like, I'm not necessarily the type of person that really, how do I say it? I'm not the type of person that roots against Wazoo because I have no reason to, right? Where maybe like somebody that went to UW is like, eh, I prefer to see them lose. Yeah, well, okay. First of all, if you guys visit www.uwrejects.com, it goes to Washington State University's website because all Cougars wish they were Huskies because we're much better. This was my point of the spiel. Them. And um, no, the, my point with this is I actually wouldn't root against them so much if they weren't always so like angry and mean about huskies and calling us mean names and all the time how bad the huskies are and how stupid the huskies are and rooting against huskies in the nfl rooting against huskies in the nba even rooting against huskies walking across the street rooting for them to get hit by cars that's how mean they are to husky fans so naturally i root against them because they just are so mean to us otherwise i don't care but they're too mean to us that's my whole spiel Interesting. That's the only reason I root against them. Yeah, I mean... If they were just neutral, like, kind of like, oh, I don't like you guys. It's a rivalry. I get it. Like, I want to kick your ass when I play you. But I also don't, like... I don't root against Gardner Minshew because he's a coup. Yeah, you're one of those people uh, that just hate that the that it's, like, people root against the Huskies just because they didn't go to you know. Right, that's that's the thing. Like, so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna root against you too. Now, more importantly, my whole point of that was to say that during the spiel of any time we talk about Cougars, it's gonna be more George being not for the Cougars. I'm probably more just right in the You're a little more neutral about it. Very neutral. I wouldn't say very because yes, because there's years that I say, oh, Cougars are much better than the Huskies, and you'd be like, what? But but, but would you call yourself more of a Cougar fan or Husky fan? I'm more of a Husky okay, fan, so but I have a neutral mindset on it. I'm not like... A, you're not in the rivalry. Yes. Okay, I see what you're saying. Anyone. Um, could it be one of the best games I've ever watched in my life? Uh, best? 
I, I, entertainment I don't, don't or, give me this pure football. No, no, best in entertainment. You know what the best baseball game I ever watched was? A 20 to 20 game where there's a lot of home runs. It's not pure baseball. No, the best baseball game I watched it was last year in the World Series when I went about 18, 19 innings. Okay, that's fair. But that's because there was more stuff going on. Yeah, so what was cool about this game, it was one of the most entertaining football games I've watched before. Um, it was funny. I, we were... I went to a family friend's house for the second half, and it was like a 22-point game, and I went to the bathroom, and I came back. I talked to someone outside before going back to where we were watching the game, and I come back, and it was a seven-point like seven point game. I was like, what hell happened? I think UCLA scored on like 12 straight possessions or some crazy number like that. Chip Kelly gave them the game to Wazoo. He was like, here, here you go. I'm not going to tie the game. I'm going to go for it on fourth down. You can have it. And, and Wazoo is like, Thanks, Chip. We'll fumble the ball. Try again. And he did. Like, it was literally one of the weirdest games I've ever watched in my life. Same for me. And it was actually a very interesting scenario. Obviously, you know, I was under the weather this weekend, right? So we had some, you know, outings to go to that I didn't make it to. I know. I was over it. The weather. So, so what? I was over the weather. Over the weather? Oh, I get it. Oh, I don't. Well. I don't understand so, the under the weather whole like analogy. You don't feel well. You're under the weather. I don't know. It's stupid. It's a stupid. Analogy. Well, because we were talking about the other day, like about Arabic, like sayings. We're, we're, we're originally uh, from Arabic backgrounds from Syria, and same as like, man, some of the sayings don't make any sense in Arabic that we do in English. Like, I'm like. Now I think about under the weather doesn't make sense. I'm always under the weather, like whether it's sunny, nice. I'm always underneath weather. No, to be under the weather is to be unwell. Originally meant to feel seasick or to be adversely affected by bad weather. Um, no, the I term understand is correctly that. under the weather bow, which is a gloomy prospect. So the weather bow is the side upon which all the rotten weather is blowing. So like you're against the blow, like you're getting all the wind on you. Which oh, you okay. So, so, so while you're in, while you're at sea, while you're fishing. Yeah, so that's why it's under the weather. Right. So it actually has a meaning to it. Okay, cool. So I was Thank under you. the weather. So right now we're over the weather, technically correct. Um, I was under the weather, so... Sorry for the rain. I was at my girlfriend's house just watching football pretty much from... Sorry, ladies. Noon until... yeah. Sorry to her mother. Sorry to her family. No, dad. I'm saying if there's any single ladies here uh, who are just like so excited about you, like, not sorry. Oh, yeah. Taken. Sorry. Taken. Um, I'm single. I watched football from noon till about... 10 and Vazu was up like 42 to 20 and I was like you guys can have the TV yeah it was more they're up 32 points yeah whatever it was I didn't wasn't trying to be precise and I was sitting there and I was like yeah let me um let me just check scores on ESPN I was getting some work done I was like I think uh, who else was playing? Arizona State, Colorado. I was like, I'll throw that on my computer. It looks like a good game. Yeah. So I throw that on my computer with a couple minutes left. And at the bottom line, it's like, update. It was like a six-point game brewing in Pullman. And I was like, okay. <laughs> what? No, I, my first thought was, <laughs> okay. Like, sure, dude. And then I was like, let me just click ESPN. I looked at my girlfriend who usually doesn't care about what I have to say about the games. Mm-hmm. She pretends to entertain me. But I was like, I was like, I just, got, I just read something that the – the Wazoo game is like a six-point game. She's like, she actually seemed somewhat interested. She was like, "What do you mean? Wasn't it like a thirty-point game?" And 32. I was like, "Yeah." And I was I like, "Remind Cougar." Fans. I was like, "Oh yeah, it says it's like forty-two to thirty-six, whatever the score was." And she was like, "Let's change it back to that." And mm. that was one of the best moments of my life. I was like, and her mom was like, "Yeah, let's change it back to that." I was like, "Let's." And then, and then the sun came out. Yeah. Sammy got uh, unsick. Angels started blowing. No, I was like, I think, I think this this relationship's gonna work out. Just kidding. I, I already knew this was gonna work out. She's not uh, listening. Uh, to does she listen to every podcast? No. Hi, so, Aaron. <laughs> I was like, this relationship's gonna work. That was a very big moment in my life. When I when her mother and her were interested, I knew that this was something that was extremely interesting. Right. And I've never seen three people at what time was it? Like eleven at night. Mm-hmm. So interested in a game at that time of night that really had not much of a meaning to it. Oh, it did for the Cougars, if you actually think about it. Cougars, I actually was worried about the Cougars going undefeated until the Apple Cup, to be honest with you. This guy. I was, because I was looking through their schedule, right? And I, if they beat Cal, but they go to Utah, who just lost, Arizona State, Colorado, oh, Oregon, Cal. Oh, my God, never mind. What are you talking about? The Utah's a top 25 team. Arizona State was just in the top 25. Tough game. Colorado just beat Arizona State. Oregon, top 25. Cal, top 25. They have a tough schedule. Never mind. They Sorry do. about that. The whole Pac-12 is tough now. Yeah. After it's, like it, last it's year. like not that good either. Maybe it is. UCLA maybe 
not as bad as we thought. 67-63. The over-under was like 16.5 points on that game. It's pretty insane. I know. Yeah, actually, it was, yeah, both teams broke the over, I remember. Yeah. Um, one of the most entertaining games ever, Aaron Gordon, <laughs> nine touchdowns. Which broke Wazoo's record and it's the It's crazy. Record. And he's going to, uh, and he starts training camp next week, like for the Orlando Magic. Ha, like, ha, it's ha. amazing. His the name stuff actually is Aaron Gordon, I think. It is Aaron. Is it yeah. Aaron Gordon? Yeah, it is. Oh, that's crazy. Same exact name. Um, Anthony, I, it's Anthony Gordon. Is it actually? Yeah. Fucking God. <laughs> Fucking uh, Anthony, God. Anthony Gordon. <laughs> You're going to hear his stats so far this season. He's 1,894 yards, 21 touchdowns already. Well, is there a pace? Is there a projected pace? He's first in uh, college football, obviously. Yeah, oh, uh, 100%. But I, think there, the, I think number two, George, is like 12. Is there oh, a, yeah, there is a projected on there. Stat, oh. You have to go stats, right? Projected. Well, I mean. Maybe they only do it for NFL. Okay, well, how many games have they played? Two, three. Is it three or is it four? Four. <laughs> four games, 21 touchdowns. You divide 21 divided by four. I mean times three because there's 12 games. Yeah, but it's 21 divided by 4. So he's averaging five touchdowns a game. And how many games is there? 12? That's why I was saying just times it. Why would you times? You could do how many he has right now times three because there's, oh, there's two more sets. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, he's on pace for 63 touchdowns. He's making Patrick Mahomes jealous. And in college. And in college. There's well, less in college, games. you get more like... There's less games. There's less games. By the way, there, there is a guy on Wazoo who's going to be really good at quarterback in a few years. He's a freshman, just went there. And I don't know if he's actually going to be good, but he has to be, right? What? His name is Gunnar Cruz. Gunnar Cruz. He could be good. I don't know. Is he actually a freshman? He's a freshman, yeah. He, just, he committed there from Gilbert, Arizona. If your name is Gunnar Cruz, you're, you were made to be a quarterback. Wazoo is more about the, um, the transfers. The transfers, I my know. friend. Except for Gunnar Cruz. Gunnar Cruz. Um... Yeah, I don't have to project it here, but I think he is first in the entire uh, nation for touchdown. I mean, he should be. Uh, there would be. It'd be He's first to pass the yards above uh, Joe Barrow by over three hundred yards, Jesus. and uh, you know what? Probably in touchdowns as well because he is at uh, twenty-one touchdowns while Joe Burrow or Barrow or whatever is at seventeen. Yep, he's he is first. Burrow seventeen. I just said that. Two was, oh, oh, so you did. Okay, I thought, <laughs> it's like at you seventeen. You said probably first. No, I said I'm on the same thing. Oh, okay, cool. Um, that's all I got. That was the most entertaining game of all time. And now Chip Kelly, Kelly's not on the hot seat anymore. Do you understand ratings for college football? No, they're different than the quarterback ratings. Like, what's a 225.6 rating mean? No idea. All right. I just wonder if you knew. Um, Chip Kelly is not on the hot seat as much anymore. Fun fact. I mean, the hot seat's a little colder, that's all. It's still hot, I think. No, I think it showed that there's some direction. There is some direction. They can put up a lot of points. That's what Chip Kelly offenses do. That's true. All right. That's all I got on that game. Me too. Uh, let's just quickly remind everyone. We're going to be going to Felix's Long Live the King. Thank you, Felix game. Yep. Exciting. Sad. Mad. I mean, let's, let's spend five minutes on this before we talk about the – because we're going to go again. We'll talk more about the experience. But, like, Felix Hernandez, is he, like, the most – Well, and we're going to do a Felix podcast, aren't we? Yeah. Like uh, a talk about screw, maybe best moments. Yeah, best moments. Well, Friday we'll talk about – do yeah. that after the game. but Or even Thursday night, if probably not. But anyway, the point <laughs> the point is uh, – Maybe. No, I don't know. <laughs> who knows? We'll talk about we'll this see. later. Do we'll you want to – maybe not. <laughs> the point is – his career's arc is so like great and frustrating at the same time and it's like you have maybe the best pitcher in Mariners history or career wise I mean Randy Johnson is probably a better pitcher career but like just moments Seattle Cy Young Award it's Felix and he never gets to play in one playoff game and I don't know if they, they, it's not like they announced like he is off the team for sure but it's like known he's off the team for sure after next season right yeah, and I mean, his last Kings court that we're obviously going to here, we're getting the thank you, Felix t-shirts. I mean, like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, like, I mean, they, they, or, or thank just, you. Or they're just like, thank you, but we're not doing Kings court anymore because you're not a king. <laughs> that actually, if because if he does resign, I'm sorry, they're not spending the marketing dollars on King Court. Yeah. Yeah, no, of course. So, not saying that I. Dude, because most likely it actually just means like he's gone. He's gone. But I think you're right about that. If for some reason he's back, there is no Kings Corp. So it could be a small like thank you for your 
here thank you for making these king court years so memorable kingful i don't know i was trying to look up this stat that uh had the other day which was like felix is going to be going for his 400th and something start without a playoff appearance and it's like He's it's pretty crazy. Wow, um, that is crazy. And he, I mean, he has the most. He has 169 wins. I should keep it at that. Actually, that's no, win 170, uh, which is almost 30 more than uh, Jamie Moyer. Really, for, for Mariners history, Jamie Moyer is 145. I mean, above Randy Johnson, who had 130 with us. Which even that's crazy. Randy Johnson 130 wins. How many years did he play for the Mariners? Not that many. <laughs> that's pretty crazy. That is pretty crazy. Um, but the all-time winningest pitcher in Mariners history and the way things go these days players don't stay on the same team their whole career so no. like he'll probably go down for a long time as the most wins in Mariners history and I mean especially he started at what like his first star was at 19 years old yeah and is this it I mean is he retiring like what what's gonna happen like I can't see Felix in another uniform I think he's just like Seattle too much. I mean, do you seem like, oh, I'm on the San Diego Padres or maybe the Miami Marlins because he likes Miami, but like, right? I mean, do you see him going anywhere else? Yeah. Or just I don't know. If, if, uh, if, he gets an offer somewhere. What, do you, what would he do? He should go. I mean, if I was a Mariners, like, would, would you bring him back for 500000 No. No? Okay. <laughs> I wanted to see. Uh, they asked him something. Felix Hernandez' career arc is fascinating and tragic. It's a Shakespearean in its own triumph and turmoil. Right, well, cool. Meteoric rise followed by a steady fall with no vindication in the end. He said, I've thought about it, but I don't want to talk about it. Not yet. About the end. So, I mean, he knows. No, he knows it's it. Like, it's over. Thanks for playing. But what's the? I know, I know what you're asking. It's like, does he actually stop? Or yeah, like, but is it actually over? Right. I mean, we don't know. I mean, he hasn't like. It's it's kind of a weird thing. Like they're doing this King's Court thing, and they're like, oh yeah, come and say thank you to Felix. But no one's really said if it's his last game, and no one's really taught. You know what I mean? It's just a weird like. Just bye, but no one's really saying if it's goodbye. Yeah, it's goodbye. It is, but like, <laughs> how do you announce a goodbye when without like announcements? Because you can't say like, "Hey, we're just gonna let everyone know we're not resigning Felix, and he's not coming back." But come to his last game. But that's what they're doing. There's like that's what they're trying they're to do. <laughs> and I think if you read the Seattle Times article, the like the farewell, yeah, it's like, yeah, it talks about the inevitable mutually of part mutual parting of ways. What? Why why does Forbes have an article King Felix is still king of Seattle? It's just kind of interesting. Because that, I mean, that's what he was. I know, man. but 5 like, days ago like cuz what else do the Mariners have right now? We have a we have the, the I know Kyle Lewis and some fun things coming for the future yeah. hopefully. But King Felix after Griffey and Etro, right? He was the longest like guy that we had as that dude like the superstar and he's the only one that wasn't ever like any look let's go look through every single superstar in seattle history uh russell wilson now but like before russell because his career's not over yet and he tried to leave they tried to leave he's the first one that didn't try to leave like at all at all Etro didn't try to leave it just didn't work Good that. No, yeah we let we let him go yeah but, but he also wasn't seattle's guy he came from japan he was never like part of you know yeah, and Griffey like actually wanted to leave, and A Rod vividly left, and Jamie, no, not Jamie, uh, Randy Johnson left. Yeah, Jamie Moyer came from Chicago Cubs. So, like Felix was one of those guys that actually wanted to win in, in Seattle, Seattle. Yeah, because if you read through his story, obviously he came from extreme poverty in Venezuela, and right. like uh, this is his home now. You know, this like changed his entire life. Yep. Um, so it's kind of sad to see the decline. It just makes me wonder, man. There's a lot of guys. That, does he not take care of his body enough? Does he not? Probably. I mean, because like, I know he's passionate about baseball. He we likes can't get that wrong. Yeah, he he likes to party. We <laughs> don't know that 100. percent We know he likes to enjoy his time. But yeah, but I mean, that could be part of it. Like some people's lives. Like he's known to be a good partier. Yeah, but, like a lot of times those people's bodies just don't last as long as others, and he's a kind of a bigger guys yeah. not like skinny okay, like but we have fat man bartello cologne 
Pigeon F40. Yeah, it might be. Maybe also Bartolo Colon got caught doing roids before, so <laughs> we don't know if. Felix might not want to do something like yeah. that. Maybe Felix doesn't take steroids. Maybe Felix, Felix has a natural decline. I pitched at 15 years in the league, and now my arm isn't as good anymore. That's kind of how it and works. Like I worked out really hard for a while, lost a lot of weight, and then I got older. Kind of was gaining it back a little yeah. bit, and it's just really tough. I just hope Thursday he goes off a bang. Well, what I'm feeling is going to happen. In all honesty, okay. I have a feeling they're gonna he's gonna pitch. And then if they win, there's going to be, like, a curtain call, and he's going to announce his retirement that day. Like, not, like, with the microphone, That'd but, like, be. I think, like, there'll be interviews after the game, and he's like, that was the last game I've pitched. Like, I'm going to be retiring. I hope. I hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't. I know. Like, I I'd know. love if he was able to revitalize his career like Justin Verlander he's did. But, but I think Justin Verlander is more – when you have that body type, you're more slender and stuff. It's easier to stay in really good shape. I don't even know if it's that. I think maybe Verlander might just have cared a little bit more to yeah. be lasting this long. Okay. That's, fair. that's nothing against Felix because he's been great for us for yeah. 13 fucking years. So. I'm ready to talk about this more after the game because I'll actually think about like some of the best moments like outside of just saying like the perfect game. Yeah. Oh, well, the perfect game. <laughs> yeah. you, you like that one? That's cool. Um, think about some of his great moments and think about the you know the cycle of King Felix and we'll talk about the game and if it felt like it was a goodbye or not. Mm-hmm. You know, that's going to be interesting. Uh, check out at Sant Seattle, S-O-N-T, Seattle, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and we'll put up content throughout the game, of course. Um, and you'll find our social media there as well, of course. Um, I'm pretty excited. Me too, man. Um, I guess we'll be back on Friday here. Yeah, we back two Seattle podcasts this week. What Hell up? yeah! What a do! What a time uh, to be alive! What a time! Uh, two podcasts this week on Seattle. So check it out. You can find us at San Seattle on all platforms. You can find the podcast platform at That Being Said Pod on Instagram and at Pod That on Twitter and uh, you can find all of our content. Sant, what it stands for is Sports on Tap. You can find the website at sports s-o-n-t sports.com um and we will be everything's there just everything's there and there's gonna be a seattle tap at the top of the website uh this week at some point Beautiful. and you can find all your seattle content there we love you guys we appreciate the support and uh i want everyone to know that george yep. this is sports on tap and this is sports radio redefined peace